Welcome to the Johnny Cassell Show. This is your number one resource for dating and lifestyle advice. All right, guys. Had a bit of an anticlimax there as I just tried to go live just a moment ago. But we are on episode 22 now of the Ask Me Anything series. If you're new to the live feed right now, if it's your first time jumping on, I'm going to give you about an hour of my time and I'm going to answer any questions that you have relating to your self-development in your social and your dating life. So if there's any sort of sticking points or reoccurring bad habits that you may have, throw them onto the feed and hopefully we'll sort of unpack them, we'll have a look at them and get them addressed, okay? So let me just give a few shout outs to these early arrivals. Hi Ziads, hi, who we got here? Coach Iman Lassell, uh, I do apologize if I, have, if I have pronounced that correctly. It's always good to have fellow coaches on here. Good shout out to you. Hi Jack, welcome back. Welcome back Vicky. Hi Adam Goodridge, hi X. X guts. Who else we got? Uh, Stunner Stubbs. Hi Dan. Welcome back. Hi Arthur. Hi Abdul. Hi Gearnut. Hi Matthias. It's Justin. You spoke earlier on. Oh, fantastic! Good stuff. Great to have you on on the live feed, buddy. Hi Jay. Uh, okay, we'll answer that question in a minute. How do I get a girl to notice me? Hi, Sophian. Okay. All right, guys, before we answer the questions, I'll just go into it. Um, look, I have got my live infield workshop this Saturday. That's the 17th of August here in London. And I think we have one space left, okay? So this really is the last port of call. This is your, your last opportunity to get a place on this month's workshop. Okay, guys, that's your opportunity to work with me in person and meet a load of like-minded individuals on the day also. It's a 12-hour intensive day. We kick things off at 10.30 in the morning and we wrap up at midnight. Yes, it is intense, but that's what it's got to be if we're going to shake up the system, okay? So if you guys want to be the last person on that, you want to grab the last uh, spot, send me a direct message and I'll send you the link. Or you can just go to johnnycassell.com forward slash workshops and grab the uh, grab the ticket right now. Seriously, there's only like one position left. That's no hype, okay? Right, so where was that question? Jay Goody, how do I get a girl to notice me? Okay, how do I get a girl to notice me? I mean, we could, there's so many angles I could address that question. Um, I think first of all, first of all, I think, you know, we are all on a journey in self-development here, okay? So I, first of all, it's about improving the relationship you have with yourself, uh, mentally, physically. Um, so that means, you know, looking the best that you can possibly be. I, I think so many people hide behind excuses of I'm too fat, I'm too short, I'm too this. You know, a lot of these things can be addressed, you know? There's no excuse to have bad grooming, okay? That's something we can all get addressed. There's no, um, excuse to have bad hygiene, okay? Get it addressed. Your styling, your image, your presentation. This is what I call the basics, guys. Just get it handled, okay? For a lot, a lot of the time that, um, from the point of when I started, uh, I didn't have my styling sorted out for many, many years, right? And I was still getting results results being i was still getting positive responsive with the sort of people that i wanted to get responses from but when i got the styling sorted out i mean it just took everything up a level 
It really did. You know, it was, it was suddenly it was like I was tuning into a frequency that women understood. And rightfully so. I mean, how long does it take for a woman to get dressed? You know, they take great pride in their appearance. So the moment that you become that sort of person in the room that is on that frequency, oh, for sure, it's noticed. And, you know, it, it's astounding like how many times that you're picking up on the signals. Okay, so that's just the basics. That's what I feel that you could immediately do if you're not doing already. The next thing is improving your confidence within yourself. So like I say every week, it's about getting more familiar with the unfamiliar. So think about it right now. What is unfamiliar, unfamiliar territory for you right now in terms of approaching women, talking to women? Maybe it's just that initial step right there, approaching women that you find attractive. Yeah? Get in the habit of approaching attractive women. Therefore, you will be more comfortable within yourself when you are in the presence of attractive women. It won't be taboo for you, yeah? And that's going to make women feel more comfortable about you, okay? Therefore, you'll be noticed. You know, it's not the, mo it's not the loudest person in the room that gets the most attention or at, at the bar or the club or whatever social... Um, scenario it's the person that is seen to seem to be most comfortable in that environment and asks the most interesting questions about the individuals okay so that's the next thing you want to improve your conversation skills when you're talking to people you want to you want to stand out from the mundane yeah you don't want to fall into the habits that are predictable and expected you know when you go out there are social norms aren't there though what do you do where are you from how old are you you know, I call that the how's the weather chat or the 11 o'clock pub chat. Essentially, you're just falling into the yawn zone. You're switching people into autopilot. You're not really getting the sort of responses that you want because they don't really have to think about their responses because they're giving you the auto response because they've been there so many times before. It doesn't stimulate them. That's how you get noticed. That's how you're going to get attention from women by stimulating their minds, okay? So there was a great little condensed uh, answer for you. Uh, quite holistic, I feel. Um, Jay, so great question, and I hope that's a good enough answer for your question. Thank you for that one. What else we got on here? Remember guys, ask your questions and I will answer them. Anything to do with your insecurities or uncertainties relating to your dating life, your social life, your self-development as an individual. We're all on this journey and this is a place for us to talk about it together and converse. And um, I just want to help you right now. I just want to kind of give you some insight into perhaps what I've learned along the way on my journey. And if it helps you out in this hour, fantastic. You know, that's all we can really ask for um right now hi ross oh yeah we got we got canada's in the house great hi bukat bugatti arthur arthur says i'm i'm looking forward to working with you for your help awesome man well yeah i'm looking forward for you to come over here and you know we really kick you know really kicking uh, something off for you um it's always exciting to work with individuals for the first time. I was just on the phone to a, uh, a prospect at the moment that called and I said, look, my business doesn't make sense. In actual fact, I have a stupid business model, right? Because in order for me to be great at my job, it means I have to have a high client turnover, right? And he was telling me some story about some coaching business that was just keeping him on the gravy train. I was just like, it just doesn't make sense, you know? Why, why, why do they keep doing that? You know, so um, I like to I like to keep a good relationship with my clients. I like to you know work with as many individuals as possible, and um, you know the reason why I'm able to work with people in such short space of time and get them to where they want is because I've been doing this for a long time. You know, if you think about what you are a professional in, what you've been doing for 14 years, yeah, that this is what I've been doing for 14 years. So. It goes without saying, think about how confident you are in your area of expertise. That's where my area of expertise is, okay? So, yep, anyone that's coming on programs, I'm always excited to meet you guys. Stunner Subs, it says, 
My question is, I think I have a great personality, but I always get friend zoned and have never had a girlfriend. Okay. Stunner subs. Let's first, let's first establish this. The friend zone, okay? Why does the friend zone exist? The friend zone exists because you chose to put yourself there. Let me say that again. The friend zone exists because you chose to put yourself there. You chose to remain there. So the consequence of you choosing to be in the friend zone is that you don't transmit a level of interest that an individual could interpret as something more than a friend, okay? What I'm trying to say here is what tends to happen, and I used to make the same mistake, and I see a lot of my uh, clients when I first got, start working with them make this mistake, is when they meet someone, they don't want to take the risk. So they start tiptoeing around and being the nice guy and playing it too safe, and then it just goes on and on and on. And then they put themselves in this really awkward situation where like, okay, I like the girl, but you know, I'm too scared of losing her as a friend. And I was like, look, fuck that. You don't want her as a friend. You gotta take the risk to get the reward. And the only risk you're not really taking is conveying your interest to that person, okay? So from this point on, you have to be comfortable with telegraphing your interest towards someone, okay? You have to tell them that you're interested. You have to make them be known, you have to make it be known. Get comfortable at giving compliments. Get familiar with telling someone that you're interested in them. If you're not familiar with how to do that, look at all of my work. Go onto my YouTube channel, watch every bloody single video on there. Seriously, it's gonna help you. Get my book on Amazon, Elite Seduction, right? I just, I just tell you how to do it. I just tell you how to do it, okay? So understand this, you put yourself in the friend zone, okay? Because you're playing it too safe. You're playing it too safe. I was consulting a guy on this. He recently, he, he had a friend who, um, actually we met on the live and then we, you know, we consult, after that, I started consulting him. And he'd known this girl for a few years, I think. And he began to start having stronger feelings for her. And I don't know, just say it was two years. For two years, he never conveyed his interest on that level. So she only ever seen him as a friend. And he said, look, you know, I don't want to lose her as a friend. And I go, look, in my experience, you will not lose her as a friend anyway. Yeah? You are a man. You are a man. Don't... Don't suck your balls up into your stomach, yeah? Let it be known, yeah? It's the least you can do. I mean, you've got to do it because it's more awkward, it's more painful with this idea in your head of that person potentially being something and you not saying anything about it, right? And let me tell you this, even if she does, is not even feeling you on that level, it's okay, it's okay. But what's not okay is you to carry on with this story in your head, this, the what ifs and the buts. Don't live a life of what ifs and buts. Be a doer, all right? Thanks for the question, buddy. All right, Sebastian. Right, what do we got here? What is, what's the controls on this thing? Abdul says, I am always shy to ask girls I love you. What should I do? Well, you don't ask a girl I love you. <laughs> But I know what you're saying. I'm always shy to ask, I, I'm always shy to tell girls that you love them, okay. Well, I think the, fir the first the first of all, Abdul, I think you've got to get the tension in the right place. You've got to get a bit of mileage in the tank um, before you get to that stage. Because I feel that if you say to a girl, or you say to any individual that you love them too early, then it can sort of scare someone off. You know, you have to, you have to make sure that you've both invested enough time into each other and emotions into each other. And, um, you know, understand this. You don't really, when you, when, you, when you feel comfortable to say it, it's, 
you, you got to understand this. You, you don't don't sit there and think, okay, now that I've said it, I want to hear it from you, right? Because that's just, that's not, not authentic. When you con- convey to a girl that you love her, just say it. Be authentic, right? And it's like a take it or leave it kind of thing. Like listen, like Abdul, you know, it's it's just kind of hit me. Like I've really got strong feelings for you now. Like that can be love. You're that. You know, when you're saying that you're that invested in someone, that is the moment that you are telling someone that you love them. Yeah, you're, you are being authentic. You're telling them that the feelings I have for you are way beyond the surface now, right? And you've got to be careful. Like, where are you right now? Are you experiencing desire and lust, right? Like chasing the desire? Or have you spent some time with this person and you feel like, wow, actually, boom, my emotions are into this, are in this now? right? Because in my experience as a man, that takes a bit of time, yeah? Don't get confused between lust and love, yeah? Lust is the desire for something, yeah? The want for something. Love, I feel, and everyone has their own interpretations of what love is, is when you're actually emotionally invested with that person and that takes time, okay? So Abdul, again, as we always say, take the risk to get the reward. That's how you learn. That's how you progress in this area of your life, okay? Dating is not something that we've, we, we've been taught at schools. How crazy is that, you know? But yet it's such like the decisions you make in your dating life, you know, are, are, are a big deal, right? So go out there, take the risks, take the risks. Jack. Jack's been um, following us for a long time, man. You're, you're quite a, a loyal follower now, which I appreciate. So um, big shout out to Jack. Last weekend, I plucked up the courage to open a conversation with a pretty girl in a coffee bar. And I asked for her number. She said she had a boyfriend. Should I have kept the conversation going or left? In my experience, um, if there isn't enough attraction built up in that early opening phase... I've got a boyfriend can just be something that uh, women say to deflect you, like in that moment, okay? Um, and in my experience, I, I'd say about eight out of 10 women use it as a deflection, okay? And I've had it where the people I've worked with, you know, my clients, they'll keep it going and then they'll go for it again and then they'll actually get a, a number okay and if you actually go onto my youtube channel and you type in this type in this title you might want to make a note of this right now the video is called free closes in a row where i approach free women in like like 15 minutes like anyone can do this on a lunch break and i get the details off all three of them right and the second woman i approached she like she didn't say that she had a boyfriend until like, God, a long time into the interaction. And then she was going, oh, I'm not allowed. I don't know. But her body language was saying, I'm interested. She was in a dichotomy. I just thought, okay, right. Her body language is saying I'm interested. But her mind, you know, is reminding her of the uh, the guilt that is attached to getting a number outside of a relationship. So how I ended up getting her details, I went for more of a softer close which is um, perhaps like an email address or or something where there is no guilt attached. And again, you know, there was obviously interest, there was obviously attraction there, but her worst nightmare is she's, maybe she's laying there at home with her boyfriend and then, you know, a text comes through on your phone, right? So you've got to kind of be in mind of her situation. If there's a clear, if there's undeniable level of attraction, have a bit of respect, give it a, uh, the benefit of the doubt, but look to go for a sort of non-invasive, softer clothes. And you might want to go for an email address or a social media handle, you know, and then, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not the one to tell you if someone's got a boyfriend, like look to snatch it off the boyfriend, you know, because there's so many women out there. I mean, the old me, you know, the small town mind me, you know, like, 14 years ago, I would have probably said that because I was, I was, I didn't realize, you know, how, how, how many opportunities really were out there. But 
I'm saying, especially of the likes of social media now though, like just because it doesn't convert right there and then doesn't mean it won't convert at a later date, okay? I'm astounded guys of how many people aren't taking social media seriously. Social media is a huge play to building attraction. I'm gonna say that again. Social media is a huge play at building attraction. Don't ignore it, use it, yeah? It's a very effective tool, right? If you come on my courses, I'll show you how to use it properly. I've lost count of how many times after showing my clients how to use it, you know, it's been instrumental for them, you know, meeting the next girlfriend or meeting the next person that has been significant to them in their life. And not just, not just with women, but on a social level as well. Remember, it's social media, yeah? You, you can't be great at social media if you're not great at so, socializing offline, yeah? It's the media you're using to socialize with, okay? So it's no substitute. Uh, okay, Mustafa, thanks for the question, Jack. Hope that um, gave you a bit of insight. Hi, Vida. Hi, Nelson. Hi, Sergio. Hi, Precious. Welcome back. Hi, Ada. Welcome back. Pablo. Welcome back. The Edge. Welcome back. Plara. Hello. Precious says, "I have no question. I'm just inviting you for my wedding." Well, that's amazing. Like, if you, <laughs> I mean, you've been on twice and you've gone out there and got yourself a husband. That's fantastic. If that's the case, <laughs> great. Um, yeah, send me over the invite. I'll, I'll see if I can make it. That'll be fantastic. Hi, Ian. Ian Dancer UK. Uh, the Armor Justice. Welcome back. Right, Xcut says, some people scream out loud and are the loudest in the room and think it gets them attention or they seem like the one that doesn't care. Kind of makes them look clownish. Yeah. When's the last time you saw someone go home with the party clown? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we'll leave it like that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's gonna, you're going to get attention, but you're going to get the wrong sort of attention. You know? Hi, Atal. Hi, Bubbling Beefen. Oh, what do we got here? Just spot another question. Thoughts on text game. There's a lot of bad stuff out there. I mean, I, I, I've got a really... I mean, look, there's so many ways and so many formats and formulas to follow up with someone, okay? And I've created um, models for people to follow. And... Um, you know, I, I guess I, I've unconsciously followed that model whenever I've been in that situation to have to follow up with someone. And I, I know that my method is very effective. Um, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's the only method, you know. I get very experimental sometimes and um, I show my clients stuff and I teach them like new ideas and, it, 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 and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but if I always go back to my formula that I teach everyone, it always works. It always works. I think, I think this, one thing I'll share with you right now is you can really fuck things up with a, a needy first text. Yeah? You can have a great interaction when you meet that person, you get their number, and you might send a really generic needy text. Yeah? Hey babes, it was really great to see you, blah, blah, blah. I mean, how's that gonna make impact? How is that gonna make impact, you know? If she's had men in her life, if she's given out her number, in which I'm sure she has many a times, she's gonna put you in the category of those like needy douchebags, right? You've, you're in a game of being unique. You're in a game of stimulating someone's mind. And that's all the way from open to, you know, to develop a, a more meaningful relationship with them. You're in a game of stimulating, okay? I'm also gonna say this, like, have courage to pick up the phone, yeah? She doesn't want another digital asexual pen pal, yeah? Get on the phone. I'm exhausted um, by clients just not doing this. Yeah, like do it, 
do it, pick up the phone, you know, text them, build up some rapport again, and then, you know, think about what a time would be where they finished work, maybe around seven, pick up the phone, have a chat, ask them how their day was, get a date in the diary, yeah? I'm gonna give you just another principle. Texting is for flirting or logistics. I'm gonna say that again. Texting is for flirting or logistics. It's not really for conversation. That's what the phone's for. Yeah? And when you start conversing too much over text, you're kind of taking the tension out of things, yeah? Just stop. Stop using it for conversation. Okay? Um, but yeah, there's so many fun things you can do, especially with like emojis now, um, GIFs. Um, you know, sharing of music and stuff like that. I mean, it's just such a great kind. Of, it's not just text anymore, is it, really? It's the sharing of media. Um, voice notes as well. I think using voice notes is very emotive, very powerful. I remember when I first received my first voice note from a colleague of mine. I thought, wow, this is really unique. You know, this is really unique. And I started doing it more and more and more. And it just it is everyone everyone kind of sends each other voice notes now and i think it's it's cool it's different and it's it's a bit more emotive than sending a message you know a step up is facetime you know get someone on the facetime if you are if you're starting to build up a pipeline of potential people that you want to date and you know maybe you're doing a, a bit of online dating and you're one of those people that's moaning at how dating has become so expensive because you're blowing money on all these meals. I think a great way to filter that is actually get someone on the phone and actually like spend a bit of time with them, just, you know, kind of just seeing what their vibe is, seeing what sort of frequency they're on. And if you feel that they've, they are on a level, then put them on the short list, you know? Like, you've got to be pragmatic about these sort of things, okay? Uh, hope that answered your question. But I'm actually going to be doing a product on this, actually, because a client has asked me to make him a bespoke kind of guide for this. And I think I'm going to give myself a deadline to finish that for probably next month because that does really need to be out by now. So it's on my desktop. I'll get it done. So I hope you guys uh, like that. So thanks for the question, buddy. Pablo, so asking open-ended questions would be a better way because it makes them think. Yes, that's great. open questions yeah what where how makes someone think doesn't it if you ask someone questions a closed question effectively a question where someone would respond with a yes or a no then effectively what you're doing is like you're just you're just putting a full stop in your conversation right and a lot of people are in the habits of doing that and i used to be in the habit of doing that when I, before I sort of moved my focus and attention to using assumptions, using open-ended questions, because it kept it going. It kept it going and it made them think about their response and then you challenged them. Um, you know, I think, Pablo, I think you've got my book. So I think this is probably where you've picked that up from, um, if I'm not mistaken. So I talk about, I talk a lot about this in my conversation structure, you know, opening, using assumptions, getting hooks, challenge, relating, um, you know, and then, you know, building it up to an exciting level to then get in the number. And that's an important to get the number on an exciting point because when you, when she sees your number come up on her phone, she, her mind's put back in that moment, right? Not in the yawn zone. So open-ended questions are great. I think statements as well. I like a strong statement. Yeah. Um, I remember I was working with a client and uh, he was, he said, there's this girl, she was from New York and he said, I fucking hate New York, right? And she was like, what? Like, <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, I just, yeah, I just hate it. And they just talked about something else and they, and they started getting a bit kind of closer and they started building more rapport. And he goes like, to be honest, I, I, I always have a great time in New York. I just had to get your attention somehow. Yeah, you know? and I, I really like that. It was just, so you're just in the game of getting a response to people right and that's just like a little playful thing that you can do um 
you know, speaking in statements as well, like not abrasive statements like that. That was like a, uh, you, you know, for a particular um, situation. But speaking in statements, it doesn't require a response. You know, if you think about that, if you just, if you just, if you talk in statements, it just kind of, it's take it or leave it. Yeah. The combination of them and open-ended questions is really good. Hi, Louise. Always good to have females on, on the, uh, on the broadcast. Next guys, I believe texting should be for a purpose to hang out. Essentially, you shouldn't try to, to game through text in my, in my opinion, but you can be funny and creative. Absolutely. I, I, you know, I think, um, again, flirting, if you're being funny and creative, that's flirting. Yeah. Flirting or logistics. That's what's, that's what it's about. If she's interested, yeah, she doesn't want to sit on the phone just having conversation with you, yeah. And also as well, I mean, if if they're your girlfriend, I mean, that's different, yeah. You you kind of you kind of at a stage where you know that's okay. But if you're building attraction with someone and you're just constantly conversing with someone, you're gonna lose the attraction because you're so available all the time, yeah. So have a think about that. We are attracted to the element of scarcity. And if you're already available, always available, then there's no allure. But be careful because if you, if you, persist, if you persistently behave like this, once it's in a, real, a more sort of prominent position, like you're an actual meaningful relationship with this person, and you're um, you know, being too aloof all the time, then that can be detrimental. Because it's, so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this, at the beginning, when you're building attraction, you go through moments of uncertainty, right? Both you and her, there's moments of uncertainty and that's what's building the attraction also, yeah? But uncertainty throughout and throughout the relationship is detrimental. So when someone becomes your partner, then you just, you know, it's transparency, yeah? Transparency, because that's what it's all about. It's all about trust, right? Okay. Cheers for the question, buddy. Uh, what do you mean pressure? What, what do you mean I'm not saying anything? I said I said that I would I would come to the wedding potentially if you send me an invite. <laughs> uh, right. Hi, Shwan, Shahab, Pablo. You got to befriend her before she does it due to bother. Then just be ambiguous. I can't remember what that's in reference to. What your question was, buddy. Uh, I Taylor. Arthur, yeah, I can send you an email about the book. Uh, just make a note of it, buddy. Remember, guys, this is your opportunity to ask me a question regarding your social and your dating life. Yeah, Arthur, traveling. I'm gonna send you a copy, uh, send you a link to where you can get the book. Right, made a note of that. Who else we got on here? Ranam, Ranam Tanvir. Yep. Hi, Matt. Good to have you on. Hi, Alex. Good to have you on. Shawan says, why do these girls always say, let's be friends, even though after kissing? Well, uh, why do they do that even after kissing? Maybe they feel you're going to screw them, screw them over. Yeah. Why don't you flip the script? I love flipping the script. Yeah. How would you behave if, if you were the prize as opposed to putting them on a pedestal? Here's a bit of language I came up with recently. And I think, I think this is super powerful. Okay. And I, I normally just share this material with, um, you know, my, my, my mentorship clients. So I'm going to give you a teaser here. Okay goes like this. Listen, don't let me have what I want so quickly. It's better if we both wait. It'll be more enjoyable that way. Now, who's got the balls on this feed to say that to a woman? Obviously, you have to have enough attraction built, right? And it's got to be a bit of game playing going on. It's got to be a bit of tension. Remember, seduction's like a dance. Yeah. 
you feel there's enough tension in between you, I want you to use that phrase I just told you right there and then. Okay, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not going to say it again. This sort of language I use for my mentorship clients. Listen, don't let me have what I want so quickly. It'll be better if we wait. It'll be more enjoyable that time. Yeah, it'll be more enjoyable that way. Okay? I love this. I love putting the idea of something in their head and later just sit back and watch it manifest. Yeah? This is the art of suggestion and it's also reframing. Especially if you are in the habit of putting women on a pedestal. Okay? I can come up with stuff like that because I don't put people on pedestals and I know what stimulates and I know what's going to make impact. If you follow the pattern of going out and watching people, how they interact, you're not going to make impact. Yeah? You've got to put yourself around people that understand the brain chemistry of what makes people tick. Okay? So there's a little teaser, guys. Go out and use it and let me know how you guys get on. <laughs> Iratch, I McDermott. Shawan, is there any other way to approach a girl? Jeez, there's so many ways you can approach people, you know? I mean, opportunity is everywhere. As soon as you leave your house, you know? Like, where you go to pick up your coffee or your sandwich on your lunch break, what you choose to do with your time on a daily basis right? I will not have anyone. Like I was on, I did a broadcast last week and some, I, I shared a story. I had a guy call me and he goes, I'm 43. I've never had opportunity to meet women. I said, shut the fuck up. Of course you have had opportunity to meet women. Your head has just been underwater all this time. Let me show you what's possible, right? Every day is an opportunity, right? What are you choosing to do with your time? Okay, take responsibility of it. See, see, see what I did there. Not what are you doing with your time? What are you choosing to do with your time? Okay, and think about it. Think how you're spending your time. Think about the sort of choices you're making and the positioning of oneself and how that isn't aligned with the sort of women that you'd like to meet. Yeah, where are you on the social graph? How social are you? What are your choices in that area of your life? Yeah? Seriously, there's so much opportunity. If you're not sure about how to talk to women, approach women, come on one of my courses, read my material, listen to these broadcasts, watch all my videos on YouTube. It's all out there. I mean, I've all of this stuff you can watch for free. You know, obviously, if you want to work with me in person, there's a fee for that, you know, but I do a lot of, lot of stuff to help you guys. There's a lot of content out there. You should be, I mean, I do, I get, I get, I get updates from people that have just simply been watching this broadcast week in, week out, and they're telling me they're meeting women, right? And then they, they were never meeting women before, or they found themselves in a bit of a rut, and I, I, I managed to help them, you know, get out of that rut simply just by being a regular uh, viewer and listener on this, okay? So, Stay tuned. Every week, we are constantly answering questions, sharing ideas, and you will get better, okay? It's the compound effect, yeah? Not this one-hit wonder. You just got to keep going, 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 going. Hi, Abdul. You have to plant the seeds, Jack. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hi, Alex. Uh, hi, Caitlin. Hi, Christian. Good to have you back on. Hi, Bubbles. Hi, Alan. Hi, Arnold. Guys, my YouTube channel, um, it's my name, okay? So it's Johnny Cassell. I haven't posted a video for a couple of months now, and that's because we've been busy coaching, and I'm actually also in the middle of recording a video product. Uh, it's going to take a, a lot, a lot of time, but uh, we're getting there. So, but that's not to say that don't watch the channel. There's over like, there's over a hundred videos on there for you to watch, right? And it's all good content. It dates back since from 
2012. I think 2012 was the first video I posted on YouTube, okay? So you got a lot to get through, okay? I, Brian, I, Enrique, uh, Enrique, sorry, <laughs> Enrique, I, Christian, uh, says, in which city or country have you found more receptive girls when you try a cold approach? I get this question asked a lot, you know, and here's the deal. Here's how to be more bulletproof when you travel. Learn the language. Yeah, not the whole entire language. You know, I'm not asking that much, but you're being ignorant if you don't. And I was, I'm saying this because I, I've experienced being ignorant, traveling and not bothering to learn the language. And I feel like I'm really swimming upstream to be able to connect with people. But simply put, learn, learn hello in the language. Learn thank you in the language. Learn my name is in the language. Learn what is your name in their language. That's it. Just the basics. Yeah. Just learn the basics and then switch back to English. You go off. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, that's that's all I know. You're going to get a much more uh, better reception from the natives than you are if you were just to be the ig ignorant English speaking um, Westerner. You know, they're just going to put you in the sex tourist category straight away. Yeah. So bother to learn. And you should want to, right? You should want to learn. Like it, it's cool, like learning a new language. It's quite stimulating. Uh, and you might even find yourself wanting to learn more, you know? But they're definitely going to see you in a different light if you actually bother to attempt to talk to them in their language. You know, it shows that you're making an effort, okay? So that's my initial response to that question. I think that's how you can bulletproof yourself a bit more um, whilst traveling. And, um, you know, it's people, people often talk about, you know, in America, you know, the, if you're English speaking or you, you have a bit of a British accent, you know, that they, they pander to you a bit more. There might be a bit of that. Okay. But what we are forgetting here is the Americans just tend to be more social in general. So it doesn't mean you've got, you know, you've sealed the deal. You've still got to be competent at being able to stimulate them through decent conversation and answer the right questions and give them an experience that they're not used to having. Yeah, you still have to have those sort of skills in the bank. Um, and I, I, I'm going to say this as well. I'm going to say this because uh, uh, something that pops up a lot when I'm on the phones initially to people that want to work with me, they go, oh, you know, and I'm from here and I've got this accent that isn't British. It's a bit European or a bit further out. And I say, so tell me, tell me how that's a disadvantage. Yeah. You need to change the view you have on yourself. Everyone is from somewhere. And from my experience, being from somewhere gives you the edge right? It gives you flavor, right? So you gotta, you gotta really kind of take, take my points there. And, um, I hope that gives you more confidence. I can't really tell you what city or country, um, is, is the best for approaching because that's quite subjective. You've got to work out what sort of women you're interested in, in terms of maybe ethnicity, maybe values, um, upbringing, culture, and you've got to position yourself accordingly. And if you are, if you do genuinely like have a hunger, you know, to a uh, desire to meet these women, then they're going to feel that. They're going to feel that they want their, they feel wanted, right? And they're going to feel that you have a natural attraction for them. So I think you're going to get a better reception from them uh, as opposed to if you were just like doing it for, you know, I've got to do five approaches today. I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. All right. Uh, DJ Go Q Frankfurt says, do I have a mentor? Yeah, that's a great question. It's a great question. I think like we, I think we need to understand that consciously we have mentors, right? People that we go to, we see them as someone that we're learning from. Maybe someone that you're watching videos or here you know, and you don't call them a mentor, but you're definitely learning, so effectively, they're an indirect mentor to you. And I think on a day-to-day -day basis as well, like 
your brain is like a sponge who you choose to put yourself around you know you're learning stuff from i mean the earliest mentor that i can possibly think of uh is you know it's going to be through parents right like my father my mother that they were mentors to me to a certain degree and then you know as i'm going up through life what well, i'm i'm i want to get good at football Right, I used to play football when I was younger. It's never it wasn't something that I followed at a professional level, which is something I did because it's what most boys did when they were younger. So I had mentors that that would help me play in football. And then boxing, boxing was a big part of my life when I was younger, and I'm still dabbling with it today. I, my a mentor there was someone that was coaching me down the gym. You know, the people that I would get into the ring with in the ring with, and they were better than me. You know, they were mentors because I was learning. So so. It just goes on and on and on. In regards to this area uh, of my life, I've, I think, you know, who's been a mentor? I think I've, I mean, it's, in the early days, there was so many things that I, I was studying. You know, it was hypnosis, uh, persuasion, influence, um, you know, flip, like what we call flipnosis, which is like quick, quick, um, rapid persuasion uh methods um you know people that, un- that helped me understand how to emotionally communicate a lot better understand what love is and how to communicate that um you know even even women even the women in my life have been mentors you know ironically i i never used to be a romantic guy you know, I've had my own hurdles there where I just really didn't understand the concept of romance. What romance was, you know, taking someone to a fancy restaurant or a hotel. That's not romance. That's just what a boyfriend kind of does. And that's just kind of normal, right? Romance is how you dress that experience up for someone. You know, you put the thought into making that experience something quite special. Yeah. So I think I think this, I think that anyone that is in a teaching position or is passing on knowledge uh, it becomes quite obnoxious for them to say that they can't be taught anything new or anything more. I think there's a huge ego problem there. And I'm definitely not one of those people, you know. I don't know everything. But what I do know, I know will be, is most effective in terms of helping you in this area of your life because I've practiced in this as my uh, modality, yeah. So you never stop learning, you know. Uh, you're always a student in life. You always are, okay? But always look to learn from someone that's climbed the mountain already that you've wanted to climb, okay? that That's all I can really say about that. So thanks for the question, buddy. And um, yeah, that's a great one, actually. Hi, Damiano. I drink... God, what's the scroll thing on here is a bit of a night. Hi, Chung Bumping. I decoration events... Uh, God. Uh, Arthur traveling. Can you ever tell? Yeah. Can you send me a WhatsApp if you've got my number? I can't remember if you've got my number. Um, save if you can do that. I'll send you the link. Sure. Hi, Elise. Hi, Dream. Hi, Gerard. Hi, Aid Beats. Hi, Galas. Edo, what's your favorite place? I hate this word day game. It really cringes me out. So I'm going to reword your question. What's your favorite place to meet women in the daytime in London? Um, uh, Where is my favorite place to meet women in the daytime? Where do I like to take students? I like to take I like to take the people I like to take people around sort of um, where all the like private banks are, yeah. I like around um, like Piccadilly area. I like to take people to the parks. Um, I think you know, especially on a lovely day, uh, you know, St James's Park, Green Park, Hyde Park. Uh, you got more of a slower pace of life there you know people are going obviously chill out they may be laying down and i like to give people the confidence to show and 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 give them an insight on how to do that you know when someone is laying down and then chilling out in a non-creepy way because it could be really creepy <laughs> if it goes wrong um 
so yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd say the parks, places where there's private banks, places where there might be like the street food and stalls, you know, some sort of buzzy environment. So Soho is normally good for that. Uh, high streets like Hampstead High Street, Marlebone High Street, uh, St John's Wood High Street. Mm, not really. It's a bit of a climb to go all the way over there for for, but Bond Street as well. Yeah, I look at like it's a lot. A lot of people they making videos of them running around Oxford Street. To me, that's like you know, sieving in a stream of stones to find one bit of gold when you just acquire the knowledge of walking down streets where pretty much anyone you approach is of, you know, you is, is just quality, you know? So a bit, a lot of it is your homework. Yeah, you gotta, you got to spend time. I've been spending time on these streets for, for many, many years, man. So, um, yeah, I don't... I normally take the guys to the touristy places, touristy spots, just to kind of warm up because it's a bit more slower paced. You know, the approaching is a bit more laid back. Um, but then I want to build the skills up and then put them in environments where we're likely to find more sort of professional kind of people where, you know, there's they, there's a faster pace of life going on. Um, they haven't got much time. You know, you need a bit more skill with that. Okay. So thanks for the question, buddy. My Espinosa, the edge. I'm unsure when to go for the kiss at, at the moment. Sometimes I'll go for it and the girl will kiss, but sometimes I'll go for it and get the girl's cheek and I'll joke and say, too soon? She'll say, yeah. Okay. Maybe it is too soon, but it's okay if it's too soon. You know, like... What's not okay is not going for the kiss right? What's not okay is not going for the kiss. If you've took a girl out on a date, right? Or you guys are really hitting it off, right? Really vibing. Then obviously that's the next step. What I would share with you, uh, Edmund, is the idea of climbing up the physical escalation ladder, okay? What I mean by that is you might want to kind of like, I like to tell people to gesticulate when they talk, like maybe use their hands and then, you know, as, as a, uh, how do I put it? As a response to something you say, you might go, oh, like, you know, grab their arm, like grab their arm, but that sort of touch very lightly on the forearm or maybe the shoulder here. Um, you know, you may, when you're moving around, you might want to just kind of put your hand on their back. So what I'm trying to say, or you might want to touch your hand, you go, oh, give me your hand, let me have a look at your hands. You know, oh my God, you're so, you have such tiny hands. So <laughs> little things like this, what this does, it, prepare, it prepares the body for further physical escalation, okay? If you've gone straight in for the kiss without any form of physicality, well, yeah, that the body isn't prepared for that yet. And if there isn't enough tension between you two, yeah, you're miscalculating the level of tension, then yeah, she's not going to be ready for that. What I will say is, if you want to build tension, hold eye contact, right? And maybe speak a bit slower, okay? Speak a bit slower, hold the eye contact and build the tension, okay? And revisit that a few times throughout the night, yeah? And try and go for the kiss then. So there's a few kind of elements that I want you to kind of think about. It's combining a bit more, you know, light physical touching you know, nothing grabby, yeah, nothing weird, you know, think of Italian guy, like, you just, it's just so effortless for them, you know, it's so in their nature to be uh, animated, you don't have to do it at that level, but just if you did about, you know, 60% of that, it might change the sort of response that you're getting, and focus on building tension, okay, nothing can happen outside of tension, I'm going to say that again. Nothing can happen outside of tension. You have to create tension between you both for it to climb further up the escalation ladder. Okay? Thanks for the question, buddy. It's a good fit. It's a good question to ask because especially in this day and age where, you know, people are getting more and more confused as to what is right and what is wrong. So um, thank you for answering that one. Mm -mm. Uh, 
DJ says, how can a person convince you to be their mentor? I think it's a great question. I think that if someone is at a place where, you know, because I think someone that, let's say like someone's made their millions or whatever, uh, billions, so to speak, in whatever field that they're practicing in. Do you really think like making another million is going to be stimulating for them? No. Let me tell you the angle that I would go in for. I'd be like, I go, Mr. Buddy, I want to give you the opportunity to give something back, right, into 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 society. And I'd like to give you the opportunity to actually be my mentor. Do you like how I reframe that? You're giving them the opportunity for them to mentor you. Yeah? Because look, think of it. If they've smashed all their goals and you know they're where where they want to be in their life. What's another number in the bank account gonna do? You know, people are looking for, for to to fulfill other areas in their life. Okay. So that would be the probably the the approach that I would take. Or also another thing is like work for someone for nothing. Work for someone for nothing. A lot of these um, entrepreneurial channels they're saying pretty much the same thing. You know, if you want to get close to where the action is. You, know, you want access in somewhere, work for someone for nothing. Yeah, Don't think about the small-term gain, think about the long-term win. Yeah. So you've got to be prepared to, you know, what are you prepared to sacrifice to get close to what you want to be close to? And you know, sometimes, sometimes you do have to pay someone. If someone is really, like, if someone's really good at what they do, then they're worth paying for. Like, it's, What's expensive is paying someone who is cheap, yeah? Like buying cheap ends up being expensive, always, always in my experience. Look at your clothes, for example. You could go to a low-end clothing shop and, and, and buy like a jacket that looks like, I don't know, a Burberry Mac, but you know, how many of them do you have to replace because it's made really shit and, and, and poor? You know, when you could go to a sample cell, pick up a decent one of that product and it would, you know, of the actual brand and it lasts you a lifetime, you know? Pay people what they're worth. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Abdul. I dream I'm available, but I don't trust any more, more in men because... Okay, so there's a female here. I'm available, but I don't trust any more in men because I've been so hurt and I'd never felt loved in my experience. I need to protect myself and pray for a good man to come to my path. Well, look, we've all been burnt, you know? We've all been burnt. And um, I feel this. I feel like one of the reasons why people get burnt in relationships, and this isn't just a man thing, as well, so let's not stop hating on men. We don't hate on women on this channel either. So it's, it's just a human being thing, isn't it, really? We normally get burnt in relationships when we've lost respect, right? So, and we lose respect by being passive with people. Where they've crossed the line before, we, you know, we don't show them where the line is, we let them get away of it, and then they keep abusing it, abusing it, abusing it, until, you know, they've lost complete respect for you, and they go and do something dreadful, and then you experience this emotional trauma, okay? But you have to let the past go in order to let new people in. Um, guys, we've got two minutes. i got one minute 30 left. How do you start a conversation? Alon says, how do you start a conversation with someone you see on the street? and you may not see her again. Alon, I'm gonna quickly respond to this question. Go onto my YouTube channel, type in Johnny Cassell on the search bar, and type in uh, free closes in a row. I've, it's the second time I've mentioned this video, or type in daytime approach, Johnny Cassell, something like that. I've got some examples, and on my workshop, we do it here in London, in person, with me as your coach. Okay, so watch the videos. It's the quickest way I can answer that question. Uh, hi, Tony. Right. Uh, God, God, I've got 30 seconds left. Guys, last place. If it hasn't already gone, I have to check the system. 
Uh, this weekend is Saturday. It's the uh, 17th of August here in London. It's your chance to work with me in person for 12 hours, right? Check it out on my website, johnnycassell.com forward slash workshops. Guys, thank you again for all of the questions. You guys have been great. Really enjoyed this episode. Really enjoyed seeing uh, you guys come back on and um, get some value from this. I will see you next Tuesday. Okay, thank you very much. If you enjoyed the content, follow me on Instagram at London Dating Coach.